Hello friends and welcome to episode four of the Oakham Church podcast. This is a podcast where we will delve a little deeper into the issues that were brought up on the previous Sunday and uh, we just have a bit more time to have a conversation and to open those kind of topics up for a little bit more of a a thoughtful um, discussion and conversation based platform right here and now. Uh, We're at our final look at this issue of of anxiety and worry and stress and depression and fear and and all of these things have been kind of um, teaching me as I've been thinking about them and studying them and and even thinking about them in my own life is that all the, the ways that I act and react to various things can all be kind of brought back to these two core emotions these two core feelings and I shared this about the feeling wheel on Sunday but they both go back to either fear or anger now it's not as simple as that you can boil it all down to that but from those things come a lot more different emotions and and ways of feeling and seeing um, different ways that we experience things and so if if we if we kind of boiled down to to fear that can also open up to being scared anxious insecure weak rejected threatened helpless frightened overwhelmed worried inadequate inferior worthless insignificant excluded persecuted nervous and exposed Maybe you can resonate with some of those emotions, some of those feelings right now. Or maybe for you, that kind of core feeling is anger. And that's where all of the other things kind of stem from. But from that opens up to being um, feeling let down, humiliated, bitter, mad, aggressive, frustrated, distant, critical, betrayed, resentful, disrespected, ridiculed, indignant, violated, furious, jealous, provoked, hostile, infuriated, annoyed, withdrawn, numb, skeptical, and dismissive. Maybe you can kind of, yeah, align and and relate to some of those feelings as well. So it's far more nuanced, it's far more complicated than anyone ever really is trying to almost make it out to be. With that said, we're going to read what Jesus has to say about anxiety and about worry um, from this passage in Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6, starting in verse 25. Jesus says this as part of the Sermon on the Mount. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labour or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendour was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass that is 
thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Now, if you've heard any of the uh, previous messages, either on Sunday or previous episodes from this podcast, um, all about this issue of anxiety, you will hopefully know that this isn't something that we are expected to do alone. That actually isolation and um, shutting yourself away and closing yourself off and distancing yourself um, makes things worse. This isn't something that we do alone, that we need each other. We need community. We need relationship with God and with each other. And we're realising that more and more in in the climate and the situation that we find ourselves in now with lockdown and second lockdown and isolation and social distancing. Now more than ever, people are realising just how much they need other people. Text messages are nice. Phone calls are good, emails are lovely, video chat's nice, but it doesn't compare to the face-to-face. And yes, we have to wear masks, yes, we have to keep our distance, yes, we have to hand sanitise and keep ourselves and each other safe, but it now more than ever is becoming blatantly obvious that we need relationship. It even says in the first pages of the Bible, it is not good for humanity to be alone. We need each other. One of the things that I noticed as I was looking through, um, not just this passage that I just read, but uh, the larger section of the Sermon on the Mount that that's found in, is that Jesus keeps on coming back to these same ideas and keeps referencing these same kind of key words that should, whenever anything's repeated in the Bible, it should really stand out to us. It should be like it's in bold. It's like it's underlined or highlighted, like it's shouting at us to pay attention. And Jesus mentions quite a few times about the present or about now or about today and then in this section that we read at the beginning Jesus says do not be anxious about tomorrow right at the end of that passage he says don't worry don't stress don't be fearful don't have anxiety about tomorrow and in this particular passage Jesus says this phrase I shared this on Sunday Jesus said this phrase do not be anxious five times and the previous four times that he says this phrase it's all followed up with it says do not be anxious because your heavenly father will take care of you Jesus says that four times in this section of the Sermon on the Mount and so as we get to the fifth time that Jesus uses this key phrase the do not be anxious the people hearing it there his original audience on the on the mountainside and also us now this audience are all kind of assuming and expecting more of the same for four previous times Jesus has said do not be anxious because your father will take care of you and now on this fifth time 
he doesn't. And again, just like how I said, when repetition is used and phrases and words come up and again and again, it's for us to pay attention. Another way that these ancient authors would work, another thing that they would use, another tactic to get us to, to stop in our tracks and to pay attention is when something is done or said in a way that wasn't expected. When we thought something was going to go one way, and then it goes another way. Jesus is the master of this when he's telling his parables. Think of um, the Good Samaritan as a perfect example. And here again, as Jesus does this, he's almost setting it up. It's like the last, the previous four times he said it are just setting it up for this final fifth statement when he doesn't finish it with, your father will take care of you. He doesn't say, do not be anxious about tomorrow because your father will take care of you. Instead, he says, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will take care of itself. And that makes it stand out. That should make us stop and look again and take note and pay attention. Because we don't live like this, do we? The thing that Jesus is modelling and teaching in these verses and in these statements goes against how we usually live our lives. We don't work like that, do we? We either spend so much of our time in the past, looking back at things, thinking about things, looking back with, with longing and desire to be, for things to be back like the good old days, or why can't it be like that when I was happy, when I was younger, when I didn't have these cares, I didn't have these worries. Or maybe looking back with the opposite emotions, looking back with regret, of missed opportunities and and things that happened in the past that we we let go of that we shouldn't have things that we let slip through our fingers that now only looking back we can look back with regret and we live so much of our lives so much of our today we spend thinking about and almost living in yesterday living in the past or we go the opposite direction and we look forward We look onwards into tomorrow. We look forward with excitement and anticipation and hope that tomorrow will be better. That one day these lockdowns and these restrictions will be lifted and we can get back to a kind of normal life. I did the bunny ears there in case you uh, couldn't get it. Back to our normal life, whatever that may be. We look forward into tomorrow. So we spend today focused on tomorrow, looking forward in excitement and anticipation. Or again, the flip side of that as well, perhaps there's something coming up in the not so distant future that you are afraid of. There's something coming, there's a conversation that you're going to have to have. There's somewhere that you've got to be. There's a doctor's appointment that's coming up and you are living in fear or um, anxiety or dread about that thing that's coming up tomorrow or next week or next month. And so we spend all of today either in yesterday or in tomorrow. And yet here Jesus quite clearly, quite emphatically is telling us, don't worry about tomorrow. Don't obsess about yesterday. Focus on today. Focus on the here and the now. Here Jesus is joining with so many other wisdom teachers in teaching us how to be present. 
And it's something that we all struggle with. It's only when we look back, I'll spend a... I'll spend my evening kind of reflecting on what's gone on in the day and I look back so often with regret of of things that I missed because there was moments in that day where I had an opportunity to do something or say something or just be in that moment and I can see that I was somewhere else. I was there physically but in my head I was thinking about that meeting next week. In my head, I was worrying about that email that I got a reply to instead of being present in the here and now with the people that were right in front of me. I wasn't spending my today in today. And maybe you're guilty of that too. Maybe so much of your today is spent thinking about yesterday or worrying about tomorrow when Jesus here says it's about today. The kingdom, Jesus says, is here and it is now. But so often it's like we're never actually present. We're never actually here. But Jesus says, don't worry about tomorrow and let tomorrow worry about itself. Um, There's a book by um, Rob Bell called How to Be Here, where he talks pretty much in the entirety of the book about being present. But I just want to pull this this little quote out from it because I think it it ties up perfectly what, what we've been thinking about and talking about here this morning. He says this, You and I were raised in a modern world that taught us how to work hard and be productive and show up on time and give it our best. We learned at an early age that our grades in high school mattered because that was what colleges looked at. And our work in college mattered because that's how we were going to get good jobs. And how hard we worked at those first jobs determined how fast we would climb the ladder and get ahead in our careers. And so, for many of us, that's what we did. We put in the hours and saved our money and stayed late at the office because that's what one did to be successful. But all that left us missing something. We were stressed, distracted, busy, feeling like life was passing us by. We had a full schedule, but not a full heart. We learned lots of very valuable skills, but we weren't taught how to be here how to be fully present in this moment, how to not be distracted or stressed or worried or anxious, but just be here and nowhere else, wide awake to the infinite depth and dimension of this exact moment. It reminds me of... um, this well-known story from the beginning of Exodus, uh, where we come across this character of Moses. It says that, it's in Exodus 3, now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight, why the bush does not burn up. 
when the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, here I am. Do not come any closer, God said. Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. Then he said, I am God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. At this, Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. There's this fascinating commentary that comes up in the ancient kind of rabbinic tradition about that story that I've just read about Moses and this burning bush. And the rabbis say that the bush didn't just all of a sudden start burning when Moses happened to come upon it. In fact, it had been burning the whole time. Moses was just simply now in the position, moving slowly enough and paying attention enough to actually notice what was happening in the here and the now. He wasn't worrying about his yesterday and what he was doing as a a shepherd the day before. He wasn't anxious about tomorrow and what was going to happen with him and his sheep. He was fully present in that fully here and now moment. And that's a question for all of us really, isn't it? That's a challenge because the question is, are you moving so fast? And are you so stressed and so distracted with your head down reading the latest text messages and emails? With you stressing about what happened yesterday? Or worrying about what's going to happen tomorrow? Are you so kind of inside of all of that that you are passing these bushes that are burning left, right and centre all day long? Whatever it might be that you find yourself in the middle of on any given day, from doing the laundry, uh, to meetings, to traffic, to going to school, to answering emails, to driving the kids on the school run, I want you to learn to live like you're not going to miss a thing. Like your eyes are wide open, fully awake to the miraculous nature of your own existence. I want you to be able to stop. I want me as well to be able to stop and to pay attention and to be living so present, so in the here and now, not worrying about yesterday, not worrying about tomorrow, but here and now so that I see the bushes that are burning all the time. But it's hard, isn't it? It sounds simple when you put it like that, but we live so much in our yesterday and our tomorrow, don't we? And we let our yesterday tell us stories about our today and our tomorrow. We let our yesterdays control and dictate what's going to happen in our tomorrows. The things that have gone on in our lives, the, the, the words and the stories that we've believed from, from our past lives, from, from as we were younger, maybe even things that were told to us as we were growing up. You'll never be good at whatever that is. You'll never be able to. And so it's just a self-fulfilling prophecy. We let the yesterday control our tomorrow. But Jesus is trying to get those first disciples. Jesus is trying to get us as his disciples today to see that all we have is now. We can't go back. We can't force ourselves to be able to go back. And we can't push ourselves forward any quicker than we're already going. We can't do it. 
even in this section as well on the prayer where the where Jesus teaches the Lord's prayer there's that line give us today our daily bread notice this that prayer is for today and for daily bread it's for today's bread today's provision there is no prayer for yesterday's bread and there is no prayer for tomorrow's bread because Jesus knows and Jesus is trying to get us to see that all we have is here and now so the prayer is for today's bread we don't want that do we we want tomorrow's bread there's an obvious connection there to the Exodus story continuing with the, the manna from heaven where God instructs the people to only take what they need for that day. No more, no less. Don't try and store up, don't try and hoard, don't, a call back from last week, don't build up your bigger barns to fill it with because that won't work. Just take what you need for that day because that's what God gives. God gives you what you need for today. So that you come back tomorrow and God gives you what you need for that day. And then for the next. And then for the next. And then for the next. There is no tomorrow's bread. Now these ancient people tried it. Even though they'd been told not to take too much. Not to take more and try and save it. Some of them did. Some of them took more and stored it away in in pots and jars and whatever. And it was no good for the next day. Because you can't keep hold of it. Because just like the stuff that was right for you yesterday won't work today, the stuff that you have today isn't going to work for you for tomorrow. It's always about the here and now. There is no tomorrow's bread, no matter how much we might want it. So then Jesus, um, we read it already, but uh, Jesus ends this section in Matthew 6 with this seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well therefore do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself each day has enough trouble of its own notice there where Jesus talks about seeking first the kingdom of God and all these other things all the peace and the happiness and the joy and everything else that we want that's not the point we don't seek after those things in and of themselves they're the result of seeking after the kingdom we seek after the kingdom we seek after God's righteousness and we do that and when we seek after that righteousness that right relationship with God then the peace and the joy and the happiness and today's bread then that comes to us as a byproduct the Bible tells us that he Jesus who knew no sin became sin so that we could become the righteousness of God so Jesus gives us his righteousness so that we might become righteous before God, but then also become the righteousness of God, but then also be able to then go out as the righteousness of God into the world. Jesus gives us a gift so that we can spend our present, our here and now, in right relationship with God. So the gift 
becomes a present and then that present becomes a gift that we can take out to the world so that everyone that we come into contact with can receive that same gift and live in the present. The answer isn't more. To all of these issues of anxiety and worry and stress and fear and hopelessness and thinking, if I just looked like that, if I just had more of this, if I just looked more like them, the answer isn't and never will be and never has been more. It's not about more stuff and more money and more achieving and more producing and more earning. No, the answer is about his righteousness. It's about relationship. Seek first that relationship that happens in the here and the now. Don't worry about yesterday. Don't stress and be anxious about tomorrow. Live and love in the present of God's presence today. Amen.